0: All right, and we say uh, with that news, holy smokes, yesterday Nick Saban has uh, retired. I don't think anybody saw that uh, coming because, honestly, I didn't think Nick had anything else going on in his life, and it's not a shot, man. That, that wasn't meant as a shot. I don't think any of those coaches, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, I don't think that life's real balanced. I, I think when you decide you're going to go all in on this um, – Listen, I, I know Don Shula loved his family and his faith and stuff, but football seemed to be one, two, and three, man, possessed to win, right? Long hours every day, all the time, and uh, those guys just made up differently. And uh, so, yeah, Nick Saban has retired. Yesterday, I, I was shocked, 72 years old. 17 seasons, man, since uh, the two-year failure that didn't work here. 17 seasons 201 wins, six titles with Bammy also won before us with uh, LSU. Uh, one of the best ever, if not the best. No question about it. Recruiting, coaching, combination. Uh, coaches didn't stay very long. He got a lot of guys, a lot of jobs. Guys would go. Uh, I don't think he was easy to, to – uh, to be on a coaching staff with, I think he's most guys would tell you if you talk to him privately. I, I know a couple that said he's very difficult to work for. He is very demanding, to put it nicely. And so it was good to have on your resume being part of a championship, and then get a chance to move on. and And we've seen it all over uh, the in, all over college football, and, and by the way, now in the NFL as a head coach. So. There's been a lot of guys that used it to uh, kickstart their careers. Mario Cristobal is a great example of a guy that really got it going when he was on that coaching staff and then able to uh, kind of quickly get that moving towards a head coaching job towards uh, Oregon, and then, of course, back here. But, listen, he's done a lot of good job. I don't think anybody outworked him recruiting. I don't think even in his late 60s. Uh, As long as everybody was just recruiting, uh, I'm not saying Nick uh, or people around Nick in the Alabama family probably did the same thing as everybody else, but as in paid people money. But I, I look at this, and I think the thing that really got Nick Saban finally is the NIL and having really good players say, Coach, I'd love to play for you. But I got five other schools out there going to pay me a lot more money to come play for them. I think high school guys. I think transfer portal guys. Uh, not all of them. Listen, Nick still had – he went down with a great program now. He left, and they damn near beat Michigan. So uh, – but I, I think that I, – I think the good old NIL slash transfer portal. And listen, it bothered – I was at those ACC meetings when this thing first broke and all the old school guys who were up there at the time, the first year, were all upset. Some have quit. Some of them got out of the business. Some are still in it. And by the way, they've gotten pretty good at it for not liking it. But uh, that was the number one thing, man. They were really bothered by the system of, you know, going to school and, just get your education, your scholarships enough, and and play and and did not like when this nil and I think a lot of them had a pretty good idea how how this was going to look and it's it's exploded. There's no question about that. So uh, yeah, I think if you were to ask Nick Saban, who probably would have coached a little bit longer, he doesn't need the money. My God, he's been the highest paid coach in college football forever. I'm I'm guessing it's fair to say Nick's made. Between $100 and $200 dollars as a coach, I I might be on the low end. Uh, so he made a lot of money. Hell, he owns car dealerships and has been involved in uh, in a lot of different things. So I'm I'm sure Nick Nick doesn't look like he's a big spender. The school, all the big spending he did was done through the school, right? Flying around on uh, helicopters and uh, and jets and and everything else. But uh, the guy's damn good at what he did. Listen, I uh, I know everybody's wondering if I was going to take shots back 17 years and when he was here, and it didn't work out and the way he treated people. But no, honestly, um, had nothing to do with me and what he did at Alabama, and that guy won. He was there to win 201 wins, six titles in 17 years. Um, he could very well. I heard a lot of guys call him the greatest college coach of, of, uh, of all time. And he may be, because to be fair, in the old, old days, you could put 200 guys on scholarship and you could take all the best players and you didn't have to share them with anybody and they mostly they couldn't really leave. They were kind of stuck there as a first, second, third team, practice, you know, on the practice side of just helping the team out every day. Um, so Nick did it when it was a lot more difficult to do, when everybody's working on the same amount of scholarships. And so, hey, listen, I – I'm not saying – I don't think college football has ever been completely clean. Like, we'd have to be a bunch of dumbasses to go around and think people from alumni, and we've had coaches. And listen, I I don't know. I'd like to think I wouldn't, but I'd probably do the same thing. I'd be in that dark gray area as a coach every day. Hey, it's real close, but Grandma said if you could slip her a little money, her grandson can play for you. I think that goes on, man, and did for a long, long time. Went on everywhere. When it needed to work and, and families wanted their kids to get some money or they needed some help, it it happened through the alumni and, and usually stayed away. The smart ones stayed away from the coach, so it couldn't be tracked back to the coach. But, uh, yeah, I think that stuff's been going on for a long time, and I'm sure Nick's aware of it. But as far as recruiting and coaching, whatever it was, I think the SEC – I think you get in the Big Ten in the SEC – you you better have your big boy pants on, all year around. Not just coaching, but you better have them on when you're out recruiting. Because we have learned, Urban Meyer was the first guy when he went to the Big Ten and Ohio State to say it. It stuck with me for years. Just because somebody made a verbal commitment to you doesn't mean I'm going to stop recruiting them. I think a lot of people forgot when uh, when Urban, and by the way, now everybody does it, so it's not, I, this is not a shot at Urban either, believe it or not. I'm, I'm actually being nice to Urban and Nick. Urban said, hey, man, verbal commitment. I, I'm sorry, is there a contract on a verbal commitment? We're going to keep recruiting that guy. And so when he got there and he had some guys he really liked that were going to Wisconsin and some different schools, he, he got in front of mom and dad and, uh, and he changed – A lot of people made commitments, and and the Big Ten wasn't really doing that at that point. They were were all mad at Urban. Oh, they're all mad at Urban. He's stealing our players after they made a commitment. What kind of commitment did they make? Verbal commitment, I'm coming. (laughs) Not anymore. Not anymore. They just heard what I have to say and what I'm going to do at Ohio State. They want to come play for me. So, uh, yeah, we've seen a lot of changes in college football. So, if that wasn't enough, not, to, not to, to get rolling on from Nick to Urban this morning, but Pete Carroll from the Seahawks. Boy, it, it, it hit the 72-year-old club yesterday, both Pete and Nick Saban, both 72 years of age. Um, Pete ends up, we talked about somebody who's probably going to get fired or lose their job, and, and Pete Carroll was the one. I think everybody thought he was going to be safe winning records, but uh, they said, hey, this thing's not working out. We're not happy with the direction, and uh, so he's going to stay on, but he made it real clear yesterday he wanted to keep coaching. (laughs) I never heard a guy stand up there and go, look at man, I just want to let you know I want to keep coaching. I'm here, and I'm done. And He was obviously emotional. He'd been there a long time. You know, Pete's another one that – one of the few guys, right, to win a national championship at USC and uh, also win a Super Bowl. That didn't, that doesn't happen a lot. The guys are able to make that adjustment, and USC, when he left, was in big trouble. Everybody remembers. They had some serious problems right there, man, with uh, the money that was flying around taking care of mom and dad's houses and, and all kinds of things. So Pete left for, uh, for the NFL and continued to have success. Honestly, he should have two Super Bowl championships today and not just that one. We should be talking about one of Bill Belichick's being his on, uh, on a play that will go down right to my grave that I will remember of what the F were you doing? What the F were you doing throwing the ball inside over a tackle or between a tight end? The only thing that's, that was more shocking is New England was ready for it. Uh, so anyway, that was, uh, that was a lot of, uh, yesterday.
2: At least that play was a long time ago. I I wonder, man, is Saban going to be okay? Like, is it not going to eat away at him that his, you remember his final play? The low snap, the two point, you know, the, yeah. the, or the uh, the was it, yeah. fourth and goal.
0: I heard the uh, fans yeah. blaming the center, who, by the way, has transferred. The, the, they called oh, yeah, he for had to get out of there. I'm guessing, I'm
2: guessing the fans bullied his ass out oh, of there. Oh, yeah. He was like. His social media must have been a uh, just a long list of death threats. But, uh, yeah, man, I just, uh, you know, imagine Saban going out on that play. I don't know. That's got to be tough. You think he. I mean, he won't surface anywhere else, I'm guessing. No, right?
0: and I'm guessing. Uh, he's got a place now up here in Jupiter. He, uh, I think he'll be living there and getting out of the uh, –
2: Can you live with that, though, going out that way? I yeah. Guess, when when I, you've I, had that much success at that level. Won,
0: when you've won seven championships and, uh, and you have as many wins as he does, I, I think the thing that will grind on him the most, the one thing that will grind on – Listen, man, he's one of the greatest college coaches of all time. And 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 I do know a lot of guys want to know they can do it at both levels, right? I, I I get it. Like like Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's a great example. The other guy that the news popped after Nick Saban yesterday was or or before was was Pete Carroll. I mean he's got national championship with USC and he won a Super Bowl in Seattle. It's pretty damn good. We've been down here a long time. <laughs> That's pretty damn good, man. And uh so I, I'm guessing that Nick, uh, if there's one thing that he regrets, is the thing didn't work out. I don't know if the bigger regret is, is he mad that he never, you know, listen, he had he had, had the flavor of the NFL before with Belichick in Cleveland, so I don't want to make it sound like he didn't have an idea what he was getting into. But there's either two things with Nick Saban, and I don't know what they are. Either he wasn't totally sold when he jumped on that airplane with Wayne Hyzinga with total control to come down here. He took the job, but I never since when he was he was all in, like I am done with college football, ready to take on this thing with total control with the Miami Dolphins. I never was sold that he was all in on that. Never was sold, and I don't think the Hyzinga family who waited at that airport and that private plane forever and ever. Nick, where are you? Don't get cold feet, Nick. Don't do it. Come on, man. We're going to make give you a lot of money. Um, so so I wonder if he wishes he would have just stayed in college the whole time and never had that little black eye of the two years here, which, which was a disaster, except for Jason Taylor, who was Defensive Player of the Year. It was, it was a disaster. A lot of guys didn't like him. A lot of things were said. He tried the college, treating guys like college players, and it just didn't work on, on guys that had been in the league and, and that college thing. I, I think a lot of these guys have learned. You can't do that thing and treat 17, 18, and 19-year-olds. And I think that's why Nick said I got to get back where, where I've got control again of, of young guys that want to get drafted. And, uh, and if they'll listen to me, I can get a lot of them drafted, but they got to do it my way. And once you get to the NFL, it's tough, man. It's a tough way to do it, especially when you're coming in and you inherit guys from another coaching staff that are kind of used to doing it their way. So that two years just did not go well, not go. Cool. I'm not saying they're one of fifteen every year, but but or the two years, but it just didn't go for a guy had been so successful. But listen, man, I don't know about you, but if I got to give up two years like that for my Dolphin experience and it didn't work, and I win seven titles in college football, I think I'm walking around pretty. I'm feeling pretty good when I walk around, and and I hear from time to time, "You're the goat, greatest to ever. Do it, man. You are it." You are. He might be the greatest coach, college coach of, uh, of all time. He, he just might be because he was there for so long, and he had success, man. He had success. Hell, six with Bama, one with LSU. And by the way, when he wasn't winning, he was damn close every year. He was winning a lot of football games. We got to go to break, man. We got a lot of stuff. Heat back in action last night. Oh, that Thunder team. Man, can they shoot. Holy smokes. Went on a couple of runs, especially the one late third into the fourth that uh, that really got to him last night. They shoot fifty-nine percent. We'll have more of that. Panthers in action. We're not just calling we're calling them the Panthers, the friggin' red hot Panthers. Eight straight for them. They're back in action tonight. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: I mean, it's a lot all at once. And some of it at, you know, one position in particular. Outside linebacker and safety in particular. You know, there's no woe is me in this business, you know. Uh, everybody looks at this as... Um, kind of Madden on uh, PlayStation, and they all expect results. You know, it's what they used to say in the maternity ward, don't tell me about the pain, just show me the baby. You, you, you can't say that anymore, but uh, everybody's expecting a good performance from us, and uh, we're
1: going to do everything we can to do it. Familiar
3: with the Taylor Swift hit, Shake It Off? No. It's <laughs> a
2: good song. <laughs> Shake It Off. I, of I listen to, my highlight of my day is driving home at night, and I listened to the 70s on 7. And I don't think Taylor Swift has any songs on there.
0: Big fan deal. Because I don't know about this Taylor Swift stuff, but uh, she will be at the game, by the way. But. I do know that we're banged up with my safeties and outside linebackers slash pass rushers, and nobody cares, man. I got to just put this thing together, and now we're waiting on Javon Holland and Deshaun Elliott and how banged up are them. Javon Holland took himself out of the game. If you did notice, he didn't play a lot of snaps in the game. I don't know what the final number was, maybe half the snaps or, or something like that. So, uh, yeah, like, all right, uh, okay, anything else I need to know here as uh, as we get ready to go? I got to tell you, man, what Vic did last week, and nobody cares about last week because you lost the game, and I, I get it, and that's why we're in this situation of hitting the road a day early. But uh, Vic Fangio, with all those guys out, giving up all those yards and keeping those guys out of the end zone, uh, and some of the plays that his defensive players made, Christian Wilkins and Baker, a couple of interceptions, the pressures, uh, Zach Sealer. I mean, those guys were uh, were unbelievable. The great individual plays to uh, to cause all the turnovers and get a fourth down stop and the hit right at the goal line before the half. I mean, that stuff is <clears throat> that is that is big time stuff, man. That's when uh, you say, "Yep, that's the name on the back of those jerseys." That's what I thought they were, man. That's what I thought they were. They're that good. So now we uh, we flip it over. I love this one. I knew it was going to take a few days, but you've you finally done it. Um, This is going to be Tua's coldest game. I got news for you. This is going to be every guy's coldest game. Like, I mean, you can throw it on two if you think it's going to be Tua's coldest game because it clearly is probably 20 to 30 degrees cooler than who has ever played in. But it's going to be a lot of guys. Let me tell you, if I had to play in that game, that would be the coldest game I ever played in. And I'm guessing most guys. And uh, I don't know for all you guys who grew up in the cold weather that didn't go from California to Florida, but uh, I did, and man, that would uh, rank right up there as, you know, they're talking about 10 below zero, man. Uh, the NFL sent out something that said it's going to be 10 below Zero on the start of that game with wind chill. With the, the old the old wind chill factor. So uh, that's, that's what you're looking at. But look, it's not just Tua. It's a lot of guys. Now, Tua's got to throw a football and the rest of them don't. But don't think it's just like, this is Tua's coldest game. Bad article, man. That's a real bad article. I'm guessing if you went around and asked 53 guys, they would probably say, well, I haven't played in it yet, but I'm guessing if they're accurate on what they're saying with windchill, this might be the coldest game I've ever played into. I, I'm just guessing. And uh, we've been actually kind of lucky the last couple of years, right, Woody? I mean, it seems like wherever we've played late in the year, uh, even going to Buffalo for the playoffs, uh, wasn't nearly, nearly like this. So the uh, I think
2: this is awesome. By the way, I know Pete yesterday was like, I don't like cold weather games. I mean, I guess he thinks everything should be played a dome. But like, this is what. Well, you don't take a shot at him. I'm no, not nobody. trying to take a shot at him. But this is When's what the NFL is did? all about, right? Like yeah. these cold weather games this time of year. These games are. I mean, they're fun to watch from your couch.
0: I don't mind the cold weather games. I, 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 I think
2: they're fun to watch. I enjoyed that game last weekend, the snow flirt, you know, the, the blizzard, whatever they had up there in New England I'm like that. It's
0: cool to so, watch But man. do you really like that? You really like a, a 9 6 or a. T- wow. Well, is that. I think, the, nobody the, can, I think the
2: score was kind of representative of the teams that were playing okay, in the but, game. But. But, if,
0: but if you can't throw it, and, you know, because. The, I don't know, maybe, maybe a lot of people do like that. I do know. you
2: think that'll be. The reality of this game,
0: like, will there be no scoring in this game? Because the over-under set at 44. I think a lot of this is going to be who can run the football. If we're going back to the fundamentals of cold weather and who can run the ball and be more physical, I think that's going to be a big part of this story is who we're going to be looking at who's able to run the football. I'm not saying – look, I, I think – I, I've said this before. There are a few guys that are w- totally weatherproof for for throwing the football, and, and this guy's one of them, and the guy last week's one of them. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, the Dolphins
2: are going to have to hit some stuff downfield. Correct. Right. I mean, it's not just going to be. But again, like that over under is you know forty four. Like th- it's not going to be a you know six three game. At least I wouldn't
0: think. You better calm down before you say that. I mean, I don't know. Do you,
2: I mean, do you see it?
0: Well, Being I don't, know. Goal fest, I don't so, know. So here's what I don't know and you don't know is if the bad weather comes in with it besides the windshield, which and it's you're getting snow and you can't see in front of you, then that changes everything. Because I have played in I played in that snowplow game. What was it? Three nothing. I think it was a three nothing game, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, the snow just kept filling up the field and they they have to you know they they couldn't see the lines and it it was a complete crap show and you know our teams were pretty good offensively and it was three nothing because the weather was so bad it was it was who can get close enough to kick a field goal in the snow is what happened and not slide where the kicker wouldn't fall down till that damn snow plow came out and opened up one little area for the Patriots to uh to kick a field goal I don't know. Listen, I have no idea. Like, I'm not even going to make a prediction when it comes to weather and what the football game looks like. Hell, I can't do it with this with this Dolphins team when, it, when it's nice out on how well they're going to play.
2: But they do have to hit some stuff downfield. That's, you know, that's their threat, right? You get those two receivers involved, you got to
0: find a way. If you get them one-on-one, I think you got to take some chances, yes. Now, Kansas City... Listen, Kansas City does know Tyreek Hill better than anybody, right? And they are the one team this year that's gotten most physical on the line of scrimmage with Tyreek Hill. I don't know if you remember any of those jams, and they were showing some of those jams off the ball that they had on Tyreek, which doesn't happen very often where somebody – most guys are scared. They're scared to jam them because if you whiff on the jam – He's by you by three or four steps and makes it an easy completion and usually a touchdown on top of it. So
2: they've done a nice job, teams. You know, in general here, I think Joe towards the end of the yes. season and clearly Agreed. they're willing to give up that little soft spot, you yes. know, in front of them. But they are not getting burnt deep anymore. You know, I don't know how, how you fix that if you're the Dolphins because you know, you have to get that deep threat. Establish Maybe Waddle's the answer to that.
0: Well, Buffalo didn't even hide it. They had a guy right in front off the ball and a guy behind him. And the guy behind him was told, just don't get beat deep. Get in position. Do not let him run by you. And, by the way, if he runs to the middle, we'll have a guy deep there, too, to take away any deep crossing post pattern that he might have. We'll we'll have help there. And you're right. We'll make him – We'll make uh, to it. make those throws in between or throw to other guys. Those
2: throws are tough, though, man. And You saw that, you know, especially you, you saw him. He, he was hurting during hard knocks. Um, it, it's tough to make those throws because you're, you're basically setting him up to get, you know,
0: smashed right in the back, right? He has had, and, and I think this goes with some of the drops, these catch it in tight windows. The problem with tight windows, they're called tight windows, because there's a lot of defenders around it, and all it takes is one guy, and, and he's short-armed. Listen, he.
2: he did. Well, they're teeing off on him, though. Yeah. You can't blame him for short-arming. Like, you want him to jump up and try to make those catches when he's got, you know, three no. guys surrounding him? No. I, no. He's going to get hit in the ribs, the he back. Will. I mean, all at once.
0: And he has. He has it anyway, and he's come, usually, he's limped off. And, um uh, so I'm, I'm looking like everybody else, man. Plane leaves tomorrow, and, uh, looking forward to, uh, to what happens in Kansas City. Everybody wants to know. And I said, listen, man, I have no idea what to expect. I thought last game was gonna end up being a, was gonna be a really close game, and it was. And was I feeling pretty good? Yeah, we're up fourteen seven going into the fourth. And I went, Wow. They uh they were dropping balls and, and kept making mistakes and I was like, Man, one more quarter of this and the Dolphins are are gonna end up staying home next week. But it didn't happen. It's over. It's uh, done. We got all kinds of uh, of stuff going on here this morning to uh, to get to. By the way, is uh, heat last night? Uh, go down to the Thunder. Uh, Thunder shoot 59%. You know they got some really good players that nobody really knows about. Like a lot of, I think a lot of casual NBA fans don't know a lot about the Thunder because. We're, we're kind of, when we look at the West, we look at Golden State, we look at the Lakers, we look at the Clippers with Kawhi and George, and and, and so you go through those, and now Denver. You got a lot of Denver last year, so you kind of know who they are. But I just think, like, I hear Oklahoma City's got some good players. You know, nobody really knows, and hell, they're 25-11 and 11 now on the season. They're really good. They shot 59% last night. Uh, but it was a 17-0 run towards the end of the third, into the fourth, that that uh, really got him. The Heat were stuck on 96. It seemed like for about 10 minutes last night, for a long, long time, and end up losing by eight. And uh, Gilgis, better known as uh, SGA, 28 points for him. And Chet Holmgren, the other guy we're talking about, also he like seven one, but he's really an athletic, slender body. 23 points for him. Um, so, so they look pretty good. And then the hottest team in town, uh, back in action tonight, uh, Panthers and the Kings. And there's nobody in this town that's hotter than Mr. Reinhardt right now. Twenty nine goals on the season, second in the NHL, and he is uh, wow. We're we're at the halfway point, uh, right? Just about what forty games, forty one games now. Are going to be forty one games tonight. And, uh, and Reinhardt is on pace for a stupid Pavel Bury kind of year, man. He is just putting up huge, huge numbers so far. And uh, they've got their top guys playing really well, kind of carrying everything with Verhage and Barkov being so good. So fun, uh, fun games at uh, home coming up for the Panthers. Uh, eight straight wins. Man, got it all going. Uh, the other news, of course, the Nick Saban has retired. I was shocked, man, because honestly, and this is not a shot because I think coaches are more guilty of this, although I've had a lot of talks with a lot of guys, including my wife, like, what am I going to do? She goes, you don't have any hobbies. You don't really do anything. Are you sure you want to retire soon? And and Nick must have had this talk a lot, right? And he – I I was shocked. Like To me, Nick Saban has no life. I mean, I – Maybe I know too much about Nick Saban, but he, uh, I mean, the two years I was around him here, I mean, you know, hes he's all in on this coaching thing. There's a reason he's so good. He's all in on the recruiting thing. And by the way, for coaches, and we used to get into this discussion all the time, would you rather be an NFL coach or a college coach? It's not even close. If you're looking to be really good at what you do, and it's not about money, and I don't know about you, but that—that's a year-round job down in Coral Gables, and in Tallahassee and Gainesville. That is a year-round. When you're not playing, you're recruiting, and when you're not doing either one, you're babysitting a hundred players. It never stops. And now the portal. And hey, um, a mother called me last night. Little Johnny's not happy. Wants out. He's—he wants you to let him out and and all this other stuff, and now you got the money. Hey, I'm not making any money. I'm better than that guy, and I'm like, why? And then you got to go out, and by the way, you're going to youth football games watching 12-year-olds. And I'm like, what? Can you imagine kissing? Like, do I want to be in the pros working with guys, or do I want to kiss ass on a 15- or 16-year-old sophomore going to be a junior that's really friggin' good that's giving me an attitude <laughs> Do I really want to kiss that ass with his mom and dad?
2: Yeah, it's rough. Man, I think the best part of the NFL thing is you don't have to worry about putting your team together. You know, you have a general manager that that and, and I know some of these guys want all the power. They want yeah. to do everything, but wouldn't that be the great part of being in the NFL is you just have someone put your team basically together for you and
0: Man, it's on the back.
2: GM. If your personnel's not very good, it's on the GM. It's not on you as the coach in college football. You're you're, you know, Game day play calling, your worry.
0: roster, right or everything. If the GM doesn't give you good players, you get fired anyway. So don't think the head coach doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> the, GM, the head coach doesn't go, hey, I just want to tell you, I know we haven't had three good years, but it wasn't me. The GM's picking. I don't even say anything to the damn guy. And they're going, yeah, yeah, you're right. We'll get rid of the GM, but you stay. It, it I don't know. Getting fired
2: seems right. to be the most lucrative thing you can do nowadays. Uh, Jimbo Fisher getting That's fired seemed to be pretty good That's for why him. why you want to
0: get as long as – contract as you can so you can Adam Gase it, man. You want to be able to Adam Gase it. You can't Adam Gase it. I mean, Adam Gase, nobody be living better than Adam Gase between living in Fort Lauderdale and at the private club, hanging out with the with the kids, being able to coach them, coming home early for dinner, relaxing, watching games. That's got to be good. Helping with a little high school can't be any better than that. Hey, right now I want to talk to you about something's really good. Suburbans, Tahoes, and the Traverse talking about the SUV family and the big boys, the Suburbans and Tahoe's brand new look added more space to those big, comfortable Suburbans and Tahoe's. Man, I love my Tahoe. And then a mid-size SUV like a Traverse right down to the smaller SUVs, the Trailblazer, the Equinox and the Blazer, man, so much style and substance no matter what size you feel comfortable driving, you got to stop by and check them out at your South Florida Chevy dealers. Right over to Silverado Trucks. I, uh, I could talk about 20 minutes on Silverado trucks because they really do make every kind of truck that's absolutely perfect for your lifestyle. Whether it's a full-time working truck that you need and that's how you make a living to the family truck, still got to be able to get the kids around and do that work in the back. Well, whatever it is, Silverado makes them all for you. New and used at your South Florida Chevy dealers. And then when it comes to the cars, boy, I'll tell you what, we got something for everybody. Whatever it is, You're looking for your South Florida Chevy dealers have never looked better, including the big sexy, the new Corvettes by themselves. Nobody even, nobody even, nobody can even say, well, we're kind of competing with that. No, that Corvette's by itself. That's a, that's a whole different level, man. That's going through a divorce, and I need something. That's a Corvette. It's what, unbelievable. Cars, trucks, and SUVs have never looked better than they do right now at your South Florida Chevy dealers, convenient locations in Dade, Broward, even Monroe County. Find new roads and fall in love today. We
1: get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: Your South Florida Chevy Dealer.
3: I, <laughs> probably no ice tiny gloves. Um, but gonna gonna see what we can wear for the game. So, I mean, can't prepare for the, for a game like that with that kind of weather. So it'll be new. I'll just just see what it feels like uh, without gloves. Um, but yeah, I, I just think the whole thing, whole thing is a mindset. There's a lot of things on film that uh, we can continue to get better at that, you know that that had presented itself and uh, just never took those opportunities. So a lot of time, uh, we had a lot of time in, in those instances and then in some of them there were miscommunications, but I mean they're, they're all learning learning opportunities and now it's a uh, winner go home. so, you know, you, you can't have those mistakes going into games like this.
0: All right, Tua Tungavailoa talking uh, about mistakes, cold weather, and everything else that he's asked by the media. And he's right, man. He, like, hey, guys, I don't, I don't know. We 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 know the deal. Like, if we lose, we're done. The season's over. And uh, And we all got to play in the same weather pretty much. Like, you know, it's not just us. And it's not like we're playing 10 below or – two degrees or two under, whatever it's going to be. And the other team's playing a 40 degree weather, like everybody's in it. Yes. They live in it more than we do and go home at night in, in a lot cooler weather than we do and, and everything else. So I, uh, I am, uh, looking forward to seeing what this thing looks like Saturday night. Besides the one thing that we do know, it is going to be friggin' really cold really cold, and how will those guys be able to block it out? How much of their offense will they be able to run? And who's going to be healthy enough defensively? That's pretty much the story right there as uh, we continue on. Crazy, crazy day. By the way, you know what, Woody, just totally off the, the topic here for a second. Some of these documentaries, we got a zillion documentaries out. Some of them I've really enjoyed. Hell, I watched the Michael Jordan one for like the third time. I was home by myself, and I go, you know what? Sometimes I like it. And I remember, but oh, this is a good part coming up, so let me watch it. And and, and you know, and I, I love Michael Jordan and love to see, and he just different makeup as one of the greats of, of all time in any sport. Um, so I saw Apple TV is promoting this Patriots thing. And I gotta tell you, it looks pretty good. Now I don't know, they're teasing Kraft, Belichick, and Brady. And then they got some of the other guys that were part of it going, hey, we we got coached by Belichick, but we played for Brady. And it was like, wow. Spygate, deflate gate, the Aaron Hernandez stuff that took place. I mean, it's all in this documentary. And uh, I don't know how much Belichick did for this. That doesn't seem like a Belichick thing. I remember when Belichick did that, uh, that thing with the head coach from the Giants, Parcells. Remember how awkward that was? And Parcells going, I never really knew you didn't like me. <laughs> that, remember that awkward one where they finally sit down together? It was just awkward, man. It was like Alex Rodriguez and Derek Jeter. It was just awkward, man. You just, I know you're working together, but I know you ain't hanging out together kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm all in on that one. Listen, we are part of the ass-kicking for the 20 years of uh, – of the dynasty, I, I want to see. Guess a lot of Jets fans and Bills fans are, you know, we'll, we're never going to see that again, folks. We're never, ever. And by the way, the Kansas City Chiefs have pretty much had their way in the West. I forgot how they've domin- dominated the AFC West, and in recent years, they've been going to the AFC championship game, and they, they're getting used to only playing at Arrowhead Stadium because their, their record allows them to do this and at least get this first game for these playoffs. <clears throat> but honestly as good as Kansas City is and and they have they have dominated they have dominated the AFC recently with two championships and and the AFC West specifically but we're never going to see what we saw for 20 years uh ever again we're we're not going to see one guy win six championships get to nine Super Bowls they got to almost half the 20 years they got to the damn Super Bowls, not to mention they lost a couple AFC championship games in there.
2: Yeah, I was going to say if they weren't in the Super Bowl, they were damn right close there. every single time. That It is bizarre to be a contender for that long. I mean, you look how long it took us to become, you know, I, I guess a contender right now. I mean, it took 20 years for us to even get to that point. So, it, yeah, it's, it's pretty remarkable what they were able to do. And, and you know, I, I obviously think a lot of it was Brady.
0: Well, it doesn't you matter know, who it was. They put those uniforms on for 20 years, and we actually had more success against them than anybody because we used to beat them down here. It seemed like, like half the time down here. But at the end of the year...
2: Yeah, it didn't matter. They went on the we uh, Patriots
0: you know. wrap up the number one seat. Patriots wrap up the number two seat. Patriots win the AFC East again. And so, why everybody's, you know, saying over the last 20 years, well, we got one, and some teams, well, we got one, and... You know, we won at one time uh, when it was all said and done. Damn, they that was impressive, What, uh, whether you like him or not. I know Belichick comes across as, you know, just zero life. I mean, I, I truly – now, you want to talk about shocked. I was surprised Nick Saban retired. I am. That That one got me. We saw Pete Carroll. He was crying. He didn't want to retire. He wanted to keep coaching. But the one that would really surprise me and, and Nick and Bill Belichick are close. The one that would surprise me is Bill Belichick. Next week said, I'm retiring from – because I saw he gave his coaches off. He told him to go home, take some time off, and I guess he never does that. If Bill Belichick met with Kraft and goes, you know what, don't worry about me coaching here or going somewhere else, I'm done.
2: I'm- yeah, I mean, that's the only way that happens, right, is if he goes into that meeting and they got to figure out a way to make him – you know, let him leave gracefully, right – because I think the last thing they want to do is fire him.
0: Well, if they do, they owe him a lot of money, apparently. Yeah, but
2: like that's the thing, like, you know, and everyone keeps, you know, we, we got a lot of people come on, they talk about, you know, Belichick not being there and whatever, and it's like they're not really gonna fire that guy.
0: Well, if they do that'd be
2: a I mean to me, like I would think that'd be the last thing they'd want to do.
0: Somebody said that would cost the team between eighteen and twenty million a year is what he's making if they decide and build and uh, Belichick goes, you know what? I mean, we've been together and done a lot of good things, but if you think I'm going to quit so you don't have to pay me, that ain't going to happen.
2: What do you do? You trade that's why him I said I I,
0: I I I'm going to be. You agree? You you be shocked if Belichick decided he wasn't going to coach? <clears throat> that that would well, surprise me. Yeah, I I guess it would
2: be well. Now that Nick Saban retired, I you know, that one was very yeah. surprising to me. Because you just figure, like, a guy like Nick Saban's going to coach until he real like, physically can't do it anymore, right? Well... What is he going to do? He going play golf every day?
0: No, he doesn't look like he can. I so, think-
2: like, that, to me, is, is really surprising. And also, I would think a guy like Nick Saban would want to go out on top. That was the really shocking part of it because I... Again, I, I said this in uh, the I, first I segment. Look disagree. at the last. Look at the last play that this you keep guy. Keep bringing
0: that up. He got six titles.
2: I get you, man. He got but seven. Still, I would think a guy like that, because he's in it every single year, would want to go out on top. That and this have, was clearly not his best Alabama team.
0: My, yeah. And guess what? You know how many teams in the country like to have that team?
2: Yeah, I don't know. They made it to the playoffs. Still, that's my point. Is that like he's in this thing every single year? <clears throat> I would have thought a guy like Saban would want to go out on top, not, you know, the way that he did. No, nah,
0: because if he's got a good team and he goes out on top, he goes, damn, I, I got one more year with these guys. We can do it. I think most of these guys going to stay. We're in good shape, plus the recruiting class coming in, plus the transfer portal, which, by the way, Nick Saban, he did a good job of really adapting to everything because he got some great transfer portal guys coming through there the last couple years when this thing opened. But – I don't know. For me, the, the Bill Belichick, if Bill Belichick said, I'm joining Nick and, well, Pete got fired, but said, I'm I'm out too. I'm joining the 70-year-old, it's over club. I just don't see him doing it. It's
2: the same deal, though, right? Like, you, Bill Belichick obviously doesn't want to go out the way this thing ended in New England.
0: Well, I think Belichick— But I don't think
2: he can fix it is the, is the issue. That's the different part. Like, Saban can win over there. That thing is completely an autopilot. Yes. The New England thing, they don't have Brady any— They don't have a quarterback there, Joe.
0: Well— they don't have any
2: quarterback over there.
0: I think the thing with with Belichick is he, he wants one more thing, and it doesn't have to do with championships. He wants that all-time winning record, and he is he is so close. He can friggin smell it to catch Don Shulin go by him, which would take him – he could coach two more years, and then I see him saying, goodbye, I'm done. Hey, I'll tell you what else is done. The 7 o'clock hour, we're just uh, getting ready to start with it. The 6 o'clock hour is about history here. Wow, we got a lot of stuff going on here, man. You just never know during the day, man. It's so so much fun coming here in the morning with uh, just so much going on and the news from last night. And by the way, we, Jason Whitlock and Stephen A. Smith, I guess they're not going to be having uh, lunch or dinner together anytime soon. That thing's gotten a little ugly. With no, Don't do it. No, no, no it's going to be a good, headlines. Okay. good headlines. Good headlines coming good. up here. All right, right now I want to tell you about Baptist Health, South Florida. Talk about my favorite doctors. The doctors that keep me healthy on the tennis court, which nobody cares about. I just had to get that in there. Where do the pros go? Enter Miami, the Miami Heat, the Florida Panthers, and the Miami Dolphins all trust and work with the doctors of Baptist Health South Florida. Enter Miami, the Heat, the Florida Panthers, and the Dolphins all trust them because they've got great specialists and surgeons to take care of the knee and shoulder and foot and ankle and hand, back, hip and knee replacement. They have specialists for every part. I met the hand doctor. Came up, very nice to meet you. Yeah, just takes care of the hand, the friggin' hand. Man, they got doctors for everything. That that old day of one doctor, fix all, it's long gone. And with it, man, they got great success. And I'll tell you right now, we got great facilities for you. Hey, the great news about everything is, the reason I'm talking to you, because you're going to be able to see those same doctors work on high school, college, and professional athletes, Every day. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to know they got three facilities. Doctors Hospital in Coral Gables. Beautiful place. Great place to go. And if you're uh, up on the border there between Dade and Broward, we got the new facility at Hard Rock Stadium right next to the training facility. And then, of course, Broward, listen to this one. The new facility on 595 and Pine Island in Plantation right next to the Renaissance Hotel right there facing 595. They've got another Baptist Health South Florida facility for you. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. One goal every day, man. One goal every day. It's about getting you healthy as quickly as possible, playing the sports you love the most.
1: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.